Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the 73rd rendition of Cooped Up Conversations with Aaron, Joey, Prokop, and me, Cooper. And joining us today, a very special guest, one of one of just probably voted nicest men in Greek life, probably. Again, we don't have many other friends besides Greek life, so introduced it, introducing, I'm like stumbling over words and shit already, great. Mr. Krieger, dude. What's going on, Krieger? Yeah, not too much. Thanks for having me on. I'm super excited. Krieger, I'm going to be real. I thought for sure we had you on already. <laughs> like, nope. First time on. You know what's crazy? is like We definitely talked about having you on before, right? Like That's fucking nuts. We definitely talked about it. Like, definitely I know... had you on. In line. <laughs> yeah, like I <laughs> thought you were in line a while ago. And that's why I think in my head I think... I thought you like were on the episode with Evan and Spencer. Like I thought that was one of the episodes we like loaded the fucking house. And uh, I, I was on one of the retro ones when we recorded at Sigo in the in the, uh, the third floor in Joey's room. But oh, that was like you a mean, you mean the one the one recorded podcast. <laughs> the, yeah, that was that's, like, that's somewhere around. Yeah, I mean, I I think I don't know who would have it. It's not on my computer. That was a fucking That's a blast in the past. How we thought, like, here's the thing. We're, like, bottom of the barrel, you know what I mean, right now? But if you think about it, that would have been way worse. <laughs> like, that would have just been the worst produced, weirdest podcast of all time. But, hey, what are you going to do? You put yourself out there. It would be sweet to listen to it for, like, 20 years from now. Just, like, reminisce yeah, on the, the days. That's half, that's half the reason we, like started doing this in the first place you know what i mean and then like we've just continued it because at the end of the day uh, it's shout out to everyone They're, like people still listen and it's great that people listen i appreciate it like there's people back home i'll just shout you out i haven't said your names yet but Catherine, nurse kim kira uh everybody else for, who listens for my old work shout out to you dude don't don't know if everybody wants to be on the record but shout out to, so we we started doing it just exactly for that reason krieger was like we we're like oh this will be cool to listen to when we're like 30 40 you know what i mean see what we were talking about see how dumb we were yeah cuz like it's like it's so easy to forget like things you did like this morning or last week yeah i kind of wish i journaled a little bit more just kind of or take yeah. more pictures document more things i've done i don't know about you guys no i agree i mean the that like that's one of the other cool things that like i always love having guests on cuz it like for other people, like, in, in your life, when you hear about, like, some of these people, like, dude, there's fucking, I talked to him this week, he doesn't listen yet, I don't think, but fucking Jack Waters, I'll bleep his name out, Jack Waters. Jack Waters is, like, a character that Brooklyn has never met before. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she, this, like, he's, like, he could be made up, and he does, like, crazy shit. <laughs> like, he's, like, traveling, like, it's cool to, like, get people onto, like, the podcast talking to people so like because at the end of the day most of the people who listen we have some weird guy in hungry and shit but like most of the people who listen are people we know so it's interesting to like have people yeah from, no, like, I, I, I love listening to podcasts dude it's yeah i mean at the end of the day like i'm like it, it's just it's 
it's it, like you said, Krigger, it's kind of like journaling, but it's like it's the just the modern day version. You know what I mean? But it's also mostly for white guys. But what are you gonna do? Hey, if we won't go to therapy, at least we're doing this. See, see, Joey's Joey's an IPA guy, but he also does a podcast. Pro Cop owns a house. I don't in jazz. Aaron, by the way, is not here. If you haven't t- could tell, it's interesting with Aaron though, because he's never gonna listen to this, so we can shit on him right now. For the people who do listen, the funny thing about Aaron is some of the episodes when we have guests, even like people he knows, he just won't say anything, and like he'll just go MIA, and he's here the whole time. Like so, he's just sitting there listening to us fucking yammer about nonsense. And then there's other times where he's super inv- He's like a fucking roller coaster. He's so like, dude. But he's not here, in case you couldn't tell. Um, we might have Ryan stopping in to to say hello. Oh, uh, Pro Cup, now that we're on the record, we can talk about it for the few people that were there. Aaron did not like the fucking chatting idea thing. I think it has potential, but what we need to do is have people lined up for it. You know what I mean? To fill time. And then in between, maybe we can play like a round or two, a GeoGuessr, like fucking rip, whatever, do something else, do blackjack for like 20 minutes. And then like when the next person comes on, have like two or three people lined up who want to talk about shit, have it be live. And then we can do whatever when they're on. Either we can play a game or do something. You know what I mean? We can figure it out. It has potential, but the first one did not go well. And Aaron was negative from the get-go, which never helps, especially because he was in control of it. Uh, yeah, I was wasn't there. Yeah, you weren't there, broke up. You said you wanted to vent. That was how we. That's how we can start. You said you wanted to vent this week. Oh uh, yeah, it's good. I, I got through it. I'm. I'm no, I've gotten no, through. Okay. Well, you, dude, I've been waiting for this. You're uh, so dude. fucking annoying, bro. Because you're like, oh, look. Because most people think we're like villains who shut you down. And the thing is, is like oh we beg goodness. you to fucking talk more. Okay. Okay. Ready? Whew. Let me get. <laughs> let me get us heated. Think uh, we're villains. Th- this fucking. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> no one's honestly said that. Like someone, someone mentioned how we cut Prokop off a lot, and I'm like, to be honest with you, part of it's like for whatever reason, Prokop was sending me clips split up. Like if the audio quality, like Prokop, the clip that wasn't split up, the audio quality was fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's so much more annoying to like pat- match up the times because they're always like slightly different lengths, and I can't tell yeah. for interrupting you. Or if we're like, or if it's like, Slightly I put off. the thing wrong. Yeah. So, I'm glad you're recording it on one thing because I like I don't have the, like, I'm fine editing them because like we've been really good with like what like honestly we were always kind of like it just was the audio. The other th- good thing is all the all the SoundCloud episodes are gone. I try to look them up. I couldn't find any of them because I think I'm not paying for it anymore, so it doesn't store all my the stuff. Mm-hmm. I definitely have a good amount. It's just like uh, I deleted all of them from my laptop. So like the funny thing the is, raw files. they're all any, they're all on Anchor. We can release them whenever we want. They're oh, okay, yeah, we're them. not gonna, we're not gonna <laughs> though. I like I don't I don't even remember them, but like I know Aaron wanted to fucking get rid of them. To be honest with you, I kind of want to hear the first one again. I haven't listened to that one. That that one is on Anchor. We listened. Oh to yeah, it. we it's put okay. it out. You know what's crazy? Two years coming up. Two years since Aaron and I put the first episode up. Edited by Ashley, who I would have expected to always have interest in coming on. Never expressed it. Insane. Ex-roommate. Ex-roommate. You know, he, ex-roommate dude, dude, see, he was like the opposite of Chet, where he like brought the same shit, but he just was in the attic and not the basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
There's been many comparisons like he's the Asian chat. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> mad funny. I mean, to be honest with you, dude, because at the end of the day, they're both like two of my favorite people to like have experienced in college. You know what I mean? They're both characters. So I don't mean like if you are listening, Ashley, I'm not saying it in a bad way. It was just funny because <laughs> to the fucking speakers. You couldn't tell if he was there or not because they would just be going on all the time. And I can tell you one thing: the electric yeah, bill was I half the amount. Get along with Ashley like as a roommate, but when I moved out, like I like I grew to like Ashley a lot more. Like I think it's like one of those things: like living with someone, like they can get on your nerves, and it's like it's tough to live in the same room with someone, especially if you don't like vibe completely. And like that's like I just have like, a certain level of like cleanliness that like I like to live in. Yeah, that that's the thing with like uh that I've always found crazy like when you go to freshman year of college it's like oh yeah here's the craziest year of your life but you're also in a room meant for two with four people. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> like, oh, and everybody's coming from fucking like they don't match you with anybody. Like you know what I mean? So it's like dude, so many people yeah, might, it's like, like it's so have random. left college because they had a bad or they like left to school because they had a bad roommate and in reality they could have grown to love the school they just fucking weren't in an environment where they were gonna like do well yeah maybe it's me but i i lived in a quad my freshman year and i did not really get along with any of my roommates no that's does not sound fun yeah my my situation wasn't too bad because we didn't really we we're all kind of pretty respectful, but uh, it like the space was just like the biggest thing. It's just like, dude. Yeah, I even kind of like I gave myself like the biggest area in my dorm. But you still have the tiniest. The way you did it though, where you had like the little uh, secluded little corner. No, yeah, yeah, that <laughs> was super smart. Myself. I I always had good so roommates. I was I was lucky with that. I I had very few before See, Megan. Miguel and I got along fine. Um, Hunter and I got along in like for the like most part. It was like we had a and you know why is because we had a ton of space. Like we had like enough space for both of us to have our shit, and like we also had like three layers of desks in between. So it was like we kind of had a, a sense of privacy. And also there was a there was a single bathroom, and I would just chill in there for like fucking two hours at a time. <laughs> just the handicap bathroom was mine. I fucking loved it, dude. I was like George Costanza, dude. When he gets to the fucking handicap bathroom, I literally loved it. It's I would like just chill in there. Handicap kids like waiting outside. Like the fuck is going on? Oh, there was on? no handicap kids. That's why I was I, I was allowed to do it. But yeah, the bathroom is a safe haven just to like relax on your phone, maybe read a book. Oh, the worst. The music or podcast. The worst was when you'd wake up on in Fox. Krieger, did you live in Fox? Yeah, yeah in that's Fox. where we met you. That's where we met you. Um. Oh yeah, I remember dude, that. Now, yeah, it's all yeah. Back to crazy coincidence, but um, yeah, Fox was the worst because you'd wake up like having to throw up and shit at the same time, <laughs> and there'd be like four other people in the bathroom. Doing the same thing. Yeah. It really is a grindy place. I love Fox. You love Fox? Fox was maybe my least favorite fucking year of my life. I don't know. It's just like all freshmen, 18 floors, like this kind of like antiquated building. This is the floor where you're on. It 
it's like hazing. It was a whole experience they forced the entire school through. It it's kind of ha- it's kind of hazing. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Like who yeah, wants we to, who wants it this bad? <laughs> the fire alarms is the worst part. I can't. Oh my god! I don't have too people, much to complain about besides. That. One time I slept through a fire alarm. joke. Oh, I mean, I did. I did a few times. I tried to till my door was permanently open for like a whole semester. It just wouldn't close, was, and the guy never got to it. <laughs> there was one time I was literally like thinking about not going down. And then I was like, fine, I'll go down. And that was when they fined everybody. <laughs> like, they like went room to room and checked. And then that's when they came out with like 45 bongs and shit all in their arms. Yeah, I think though, because like Lowell isn't like small. Like, the fire department had shit to do. The police had shit to do, especially at night. Dude, there was the and one like, they had to waste like... their time coming here to Fox Hall, sometimes like twice a night. Dude, there was the one night when it happened when it was like, like a few degrees out and it happened like four times and i remember it was people from my floor like <laughs> yeah we pulled the fire we we forgot to put water in our mac and cheese it's like bro you were the worst <laughs> like, like we've been out here three times and you had to walk down the stairs uh, yeah i always just immediately went to fucking sego and slept on the couch hated it I guess it's not too surprising because there's just like so many people living in Fox. Like, there's bound to be like a few fire alarm, either like people pulling the alarm for no reason or like just like making there's a mistake in the kitchen. About. There's definitely people pulling that for fun. Oh yeah. They we tried should... to um like kids would say like we should not have to take our 8 a.m. physics one exam like you know that's one of the weeder classes that like a million people have to go in. Like, we should not have it because the fire alarm was pulled twice, and UMass Lowell would never back down on that. You know, admittedly, when I was living with you guys at the apartment, like, I'd set up the fire alarm all so the time. Much. I remember. That was kind of like my like, first time like cooking on my own, and like, I was, I always you... tried to cook chicken for some reason. I was obsessed with chicken. And I'd that always... and salmon, bro. You burnt you the burnt fuck salmon. out of your salmon every it was time. even seared, too. No, it was charcoal, bro. I don't know. And like then that fucking salmon smell was all over the house. Maybe you know. once or twice. Once or twice. <laughs> you're fucking insane every day, Krieger. I do remember feeling You were Bailey, so happy Bailey when salmon. you did it. You you were so happy when you did it. You would come down and you'd be like smiling and shit. You like couldn't ne- we could never say anything to you. I never wanted to dishearten you, Krieger. <laughs> I'm starting to realize, like, why I probably didn't go off that much at Sigos because it just didn't work. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I mean, we took like, dude, when when Big Buck moved in, I mean, we took almost all of them. Like up in my room, I kept my batteries in because I because I couldn't reach them. But like other than that, we took all the batteries out. So, so like, lucky there wasn't a fire. Especially in the third floor, dude. What would I? What, what, what would we have done up there? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we had the fire extinguisher that would basically just have to stand at the door and hold our ground. Yeah, <laughs> the fire's coming in. Yeah, I think the only thing you could do is jump from the third floor to the second floor side porch and then jump, jump off. Yeah, that. you had to squeeze through that small window. <laughs> yeah, it would be so tough. You had to whisk running on your head. But yeah, that was my plan to do that. If you're on the other side, you you gotta take the fall. 
Hopefully you land on someone's but you, car. But, but you land well. No, if you're on, if you're on your like side of the apartment, Joe, you could land in the grass and like it might hurt. Like you, but like you. I thought we were fine. talking about Sigo. Oh no, Sigo! That was dude. Big honor. The amount of times we like crawled through the window on that like rickety ladder connected to the rotten side porch, like, and no one fell. Like, it's a it's a it's a miracle. And you know what's crazy? No, I don't think they do the same thing anymore. I don't think they do that anymore for renovations. They've got a better ladder. <laughs> Insane. I just I always remember being like the worst ladder ever. Like it was so sketchy. Like and also it wasn't tall enough, so you had to like pull yourself up when you're at the top of the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> we should have just done it onto the side porch and not into the, well we couldn't because the wood floors you had to like leave through the fucking window. That's right. And for what, dude? You know what I mean? And for what? Yeah, never really made much sense to me, but I mean it made sense at the time because we always did things late like last second, so we didn't really have an option. Or else the floors would have got fucked. Yeah, they do the floors like every two years now, right? Like we should have just done that. Oh no, dude! The alumni would have a hissy fit. Dude, honestly, <laughs> it'd be really ballsy <laughs> if they just said "fuck you" and just didn't do it because I wouldn't do it if I like, could go back. The sand in it was way worse than the actual poly, in my opinion. Yeah, like, you had to do yeah. the sanding till like five a.m. <laughs> it was so dude. like. The sanders Lannick. suck because we got the cheapest one every time. Lennox had us down there in the basement doing the fucking panels. The first year I was a brother. And I don't think they've ever polyed the basement walls again. <laughs> like, like he, I don't think you needed to do that. And he's like, we're doing it. And it, I remember like, we're like spraying the fucking, we're putting the poly or whatever on it. And we don't have any ventilation and it's in the fucking basement. And I'm like, we all started, like, losing it. And I'm like, oh, we're probably going to fucking die, dude, down there. <laughs> He's supposed to vent that shit out. <laughs> it was, yeah, like, we'll 3 a.m. Very Atlantic. Renovations, yeah. like, are kind of good for, like, learning how to maintain, like, your house or anything, any property you own. Because, like, as you go, like, you can kind of fuck up and, like, it's, like, not really a big deal. That is true. It's kind of like a playhouse. <laughs> oh. If Aaron was here, he'd say stop talking about the frat because he just doesn't get it, man. You know what I mean? Aaron just was like a individual. He it's used a to Jersey give it. thing. Yeah, it's a Jersey thing. It's a Suffolk thing. Big city boy. Definitely a lib <laughs> with an agenda. But anyway. So, thanks for going off, Pro-Cup. That was great. Did you even say anything? I don't even remember. <laughs> going off what? Oh, no. <laughs> That's mad funny. Yeah. No. It's just that um, this guy at work is fucking killing me. He just sends me email chains as, like, make a contract out of this, and I have to spend a whole bunch of time, like, read parsing through an email chain for little bits of information. And... Not only do I have to do that for him, but I have to make contracts, chase him down, or like send him out, chase him down, get money back, 
uh, do extra little things like promo and hand around like writers and stuff like that. There's, it's like so random, like whatever I could deal with, and yeah, I'm Dude. just like I've just had it. You're mad just... funny. You're mad funny, bro. What? Because even when you pissed off, you're like mad chill about it, dude. I've I've said it so many times, dude. I've vented to people at work, and I've vented to like uh, Megan and my parents, like freaking out already. I need to like calm down a little bit. Let's go. Cool. Yeah, but I just always run hot, dude. Oh my god, I was red hot. What's your uh, go-to venting method? Oh, just screaming, just Alcohol. oh. <laughs> I heard that show. Just go straight to the bottle every time. <laughs> Speaking of which, I could use some. I got some. I, you know, I was gonna. I was gonna you, go take a hit. Do you guys like scotch? I do not. I like, I like scotch. I don't know scotch, but but you know, doers, right? It's not like yeah. the best scotch. It's just cheapo scotch. Yeah. Well, they have a Japanese smooth, like scotch or whiskey or whatever. I get. I don't know. I guess it's a scotch technically. Well, is it? I don't know. But it's doers, so it's scotch, but it's not scotch. <laughs> Anyways. You're really explaining this product well. It's actually pretty Dude, fucking good and is pretty fucking cheap. And That's I'm cool. going to go get me one of those. When Pro Cup comes back, I'll go take a hit of it because uh, I need it. But anyway. Uh, Krieger. Prokop doesn't like sports anyway, so I had a I had a I had a question for you, and this is uh f- mostly for platinum listener IOC dude. We haven't talked about sports in a long time, but um, that Russ trade, man, what do, what do you think about that? Uh, what, what what trade? West the Russell Wilson, Russell oh, Wilson oh, trade. Russell Wilson? Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I've been like on a huge NBA kick lately, so I've been really good thing I've prepped all. Good thing I prepped all football stuff for you, Krieger, which is dope. Because <laughs> uh, I haven't yeah. been watching the NBA. Yeah, Denver's offense is probably going to be pretty filthy. They have Jerry Judy, uh, Colton Sutton, Tim Patrick, so that's like a, kind of a three-headed monster at receiver. And I know they have a tight end. I forget his name, but it's, it's pretty good. I think he went to Missouri, has some speed, so their offense should be really good. The thing is, for him, for Russ... Like, out of all teams to go to, like, that team, it has a good offense, but, like, that's also in the hardest division in football now. Like, I think it would be head-to-head with the at the NFC West when it comes to the, 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 the competitiveness in that division because you basically, like, Derek Carr is the bottom tier of the QB there, and he's still probably, like, I'd say, like, a top, he's at least top 20, you know what I mean? He's close to top half in the league. He's serviceable. And then you got uh, and then and then you got Mahomes and Herbert. Like you're, that's not going to be an easy division to get out of. You know what I mean? It's like it's almost like a lateral move for Russ on his own. I think the team's better. I was I was trying to like word this to IOC earlier because he has a better chance with the team to win a Super Bowl. But I think his chance to win a Super Bowl is a lot harder in the AFC, just solely because the AFC stacked. You know what I mean? Like almost yeah. all the young talent at the QBs in the AFC. Most of the powerhouse teams, if you're talking top like top five in the league, 
NFC, like who do you got? You get the Rams, probably the Packers now that he's that that uh, Aaron Rodgers is back. But isn't Devontae a free agent? Like he might not have him next year. You know what I mean? No, for sure. The AFC is just better, but I, I Seattle just definitely didn't want to trade him to an NFC team. No, yeah, which makes sense. But also, like, Seattle, who cares? Russ has probably got, what, another four or five years? It is kind of, like, prime, if that. Like, he's already on the downtick, you know what I mean? But he, I think, will be pretty serviceable for another four or five years. I think I I would risk that because they, they got a draft haul. That team's going to be... They're, do they expect to do well with Drew Locke? Like, I don't know who their other backup is, but, like, they're probably going to have to draft a QB, and this year isn't, like, a good QB draft, I'm pretty sure. There's, like, a couple people, but I don't think it's deep. Yeah, I'm also kind of curious what Pete Carroll does, because he's one of the oldest coaches, so I can't imagine he wants to stick around Seattle for, like, a rebuild. I was thinking he might be on the way out the door. You know what I mean? It sounds like he... It sounds like they're getting rid of like they're getting rid of the house because they cut Bobby. They're gonna get rid of Lockett, I guess. So it's like they're cleaning house. Like that team's probably gonna fucking lose a lot of games. Yeah, they had a huge downfall because in the early 2010s, like they went on like a draft and tier where they're pretty much like every topic they had turned into like either really good defenders and then some like solid offensive players here and there. Like they got rust in the third round and then. Just like dominant players on defense, like dude. That I mean, that team's gonna be one of those teams that you look back and are surprised it's not a dynasty team because they, like, I mean, they got to the Super Bowl, but that team should have been there more. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think they could have wanted one more or two. It's tough because I mean, the NFC in general was a little bit better back then, but it like. I don't know. That team was that team was like you said on defense was insane. Like the Legion of Boom, you know what I mean? It's kind of crazy that they only won one. Yeah, no, that the one they the, the year they won, I think their defense was like one of the best I've ever seen. And the yeah, NFC was, was like still really good at that time. Like Kaepernick was kicking it. He was he was really good for a few years. And like those 49ers Harbaugh teams. Yeah, that those defenses of San Francisco are insane. Um yeah, I mean that they they dominated Peyton Manning in that Super Bowl, right? Was that was that the year they they Peyton got destroyed and then he came back and beat? Did he beat them? Like, who did he? Who uh, did he, he beat Cam. Beat uh, the Panthers. Oh, that's right. That's and he was right. he was like he was kind of terrible at that point too. But he was just the he defense was throw. so good. He couldn't throw it. No, no, he couldn't throw it all. Didn't didn't they have Brock Osweiler playing like the whole year up until the playoffs and then they put like Peyton in again? Yeah, I think Oshwaller like was better, but that Peyton was just like not going to make like too many mistakes. So it was like a case of like our defense is so good, let's just roll with this old guy who can kind of like he couldn't. The yeah, he. The difference between him and Brady when like I I don't think Brady's done. I think he's going to come back somehow. You know what I mean? He's going to try to pull a Gronk situation. But yeah, he might want to go to San Fran. Like, that's one of the things I've heard. Finish his career yeah, off there. I. I definitely don't think he's done. If he comes to the Patriots and signs like a one-day contract, then I'll I'll know he's done. Until he does that, I don't because I think him and Bill will bury the hatchet. Like he's gonna retire a Patriot. That'd be crazy if he didn't. Yeah, I hope so. Where do you land on the uh, the Patriots Brady relationship? Uh I don't know, man. Because I think a part of it is 
definitely built was like a little bit too bitter to change. But it's also like I can't really side with Brady just like demanding special treatment just solely because he deserved it. You know what I mean? Like I understand what Bill is. I, I don't know. I, I go back and forth because I get what he's saying because like Bill is being a hard ass and realistically they should have met somewhere in the middle. But when it comes to when it comes to like people like, oh, well, he took a pay cut his whole career. Like he didn't need to. He did that on his like and he did that for a reason. He know he knows that's the only way he was going to really win. He needed to build a good team around him. Like Brady's great, but like every team he's won with has been very good, either offensively or defensively, like one of the top teams in the league. So it's like he needs a good team around him. It's not like he like even with like going to the Bucks. I'm glad he won the Super Bowl with the Bucks, but like I I'm glad he didn't win a second one. You know what I mean? I'm glad he didn't win one. I'm good with him winning the one. Even if he goes to like San Fran, I hope he competes, but I don't want him to win another one. I don't need him to win another one. And I I, I don't know if you're a New England fan. I think like at a, a point you should be like oh. Like you, you, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, you got to be a like. Uh, the thing with Boston fans is they hate LeBron fans who like follow LeBron around, but they did the same thing with Brady, which I think is like the most hypocritical thing because that's like in the NBA we hate when people do that because we don't really have teams that like uh, like a place that big free agents like that come to. We're jealous of that. But then yeah. in the NFL, the NFL we're we're willing to do it with Brady when he won, and I think it's dumb. I rooted for Brady to win that Super Bowl, but. Like I, I was, I was never like a Bucks fan. Like I never became a Bucks fan. And if you kind of did, like I, I don't know, you, your your sports takes took a notch for me, truthfully. Uh, yeah, if you no, became I, like a diehard Bucks fan, not diehard. I did root for Brady that first Super Bowl, but I wasn't really like, rooting him much this season in the playoffs. I kind of think Belichick just wanted it. Like he, he obviously wanted, like he wanted to win on his own. Like without Brady, but he also kind of just thought that Brady was like, he was just going to pay him too much, and he wanted to win with his defense. And then he, I, I, he kind of lucked in and drafted Mac Jones, but I can't really say it didn't work out, even though Brady won the Super Bowl. Like it kind of worked out for both that's parties. The thing, that's the thing that's bothered me so much with the people who like call into ninety eight five and shit. The amount of people that were like, oh, Bill, Bill, Bill fucking blue. Like, at the end of the day, yeah, dude, Brady went to a team that was stacked and just needed a real QB. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if like Jameis Winston was blind. He threw th- 30 touchdowns and 30 picks. Insane. Insane. That's, like, they just needed a real team. That team was stacked, bro. Like, yeah, it's no. not like he went to a, he righted the ship. Like, if he went to, like, Chicago or something. That I that was a true not contender wasn't really able to compete didn't have really a ton of big name players on the offensive side of the ball like I would have respected it but like him going to the Bucks like yeah he won but like I don't know it, it's tough because he definitely is the best of all time but it's also just like I don't know it it the whole the whole saga of the end of the, like the it's just so dramatic and so bullshit and I think like it comes down to the fact that like. Brady fucking is whining as if he would Brady wouldn't have been shit without Belichick, and I don't think Belichick would have won as many Super Bowls without Brady. He probably would have won one with Bledsoe, to be honest with you. In the like, maybe not, maybe not against the Rams, maybe, but maybe against. I think he might have been able to c- compete in that like a uh, Carolina game. 
You know what I mean? I think he would, or, and like you said, Bill drafting Mac, I think is going to, if he, if he makes us like the, the, the loss to the, the bills, this, this playoffs was rough, but if it's like, we're a per- perennial contender in the AFC East and we're a perennial like playoff team. Like it's going to be hard to kind of knock Bill cuz it's like cuz then it's going to be the same side of the argument where it's where Bill could do it with a serviceable QB but Brady was just that step up he needed. You know what I mean? And I think Brady at the end of the day benefited definitely off of Bill. The first three Super Bowls were basically Bill. Like, you know what I mean? Like, those were defensive teams, and uh, yeah. they out they out coached. They like they the Eagles Super Bowl. They they out coached Andy Reid. They out managed the clock, and that defense was insane. So it's like one of those things that like he he has to, he has to nod the head to Bill. I think this the the last three were definitely more Brady. The first three were definitely more Bill. And so it's like you sh- you have to look at the relationship as mutually beneficial. Like that's why it's so yeah. fucking. No, and also, go ahead. I-, I didn't mean to rant for that long. That's all good. But to- towards the end, like the Patriots, like their roster just like wasn't good. Like they were just their veterans were getting older, and like their receiving core like was like so bad. So like there was really no reason for Brady to want to stay. And then for Belichick is like, do I pay Brady? all this money when my team like really isn't that good or do I go out and try to get a rookie quarterback on a five-year deal and then like try to build up the defense again and like they went on that spin and spree last offseason which like made a lot of sense because it it, kind of all worked out because like teams didn't have money I I forget the reason why but I think it was like COVID related like a lot of teams like did not have salary cap and like the Patriots were one of the few teams that had it so like even though they spent a lot of money they kind of like spent cheaper than like a normal offseason yeah, and I I didn't agree with every signing, but I think a part of it was Bill was definitely feeling the heat from the outside that he needed to spend after after last year, like he didn't yeah, want to yeah. be cheap again. And I think he made some mistakes because of that, which sucks. But I yeah. I think for the most part there was some really good signings there. Yeah, usually free agency is like a fifty fifty. Like this player is going to work out, this player is not. Yeah, and I mean at the end of the day. It really only took Bill one year to turn the ship around after losing the best QB of all time, which I think you got to tip the cap to him. Like, I just don't get, I just don't get the people who are like so anti Bill. It's ridiculous. Cause like, like you said, they they were kind of strapped cap wise and they weren't going to win. So Brady saw the writing on the wall. And I think at the end of the day, he, for his, his self wanted to prove he could win one without Bill, which is fine. But that's definitely at the end of the day. I I think, I think, it's nice that Tom Brady's able to paint Bill Belichick as the villain because it's an easy cop out. Because Bill Belichick is a notorious asshole, and I think at the end of the day, he, Brady kind of played off of his pettiness. But I think it a hundred percent for Brady because until Brady went and won the Bucks, he like he won with the Bucks. He wasn't fucking, he wasn't the goat around the country. Like other people like still had the argument that he wasn't the best because it was all Bill. I think a small part of him is just like LeBron and we don't want to admit it because he's from New England where he needed to stroke his ego and prove he could win one without Bill. So I think it, it's, it's easy. The, the cop out is easy to say, oh, that, that Bill was the bad guy. 
You know what I mean? I think it, it's easy. And, and I think Bill is a fucking, but he's a 76, or how old is he? 72? You know what I mean? He's an old man, dude. He's like, what do we know about old people? They're fucking petty and they, they, they're going to be fucking, they're going to be stubborn. So it's like one of those things. You just got to fucking, you got to live by it, dude. Sorry. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, the older I've got, like, the more I've enjoyed, like, sports drama. Like, it really is, like, The Bachelor for, like, men. Like, it's just, like, sports is. radio or podcasts. Dude, the yeah, drama's just so funny. Like, like this whole uh, Ben Simmons this past season, like, not willing to suit up for Philly. Yeah. The NBA is kind of fucking ridiculous with it. It's, like... I, I love it. Like, it, it, it does add some, like, drama to it, but, like... The league in general, like, it's tough to watch because, like, the like the stars, like, don't, like, hate each other. You know what I mean? There's, like, no real rivalry. Like, they all kind of just go out there and shoot the shit and have fun, which is fine. I think it's entertaining, but it's also at a point, like, you, you want to see people kind of, like, not want. Like, the person I like a lot is John Morant. Like, watching his highlights, he, like, tries to go up and embarrass people. You know what I mean? Like, and I wish Tatum kind of had that. Oh, yeah, like no, I think players edge. that have that mentality, like, it shows up in the playoffs. Like, you kind of need it. And that's the thing with Tatum. I love Tatum. I think he's going to be great. But, like, I don't know, man. He could he could be someone that, like, ends up being, like, our, our generation's, quote-unquote, like, the new generation's Carmelo Anthony. Like, where he's an unreal scorer, and he's a, but, like, he's a better all-around player. But I don't know if he just has that, like, next uptick. You know what I mean? To take a team. And I think Jalen Brown has a little more edge, but I don't think Jalen Brown talent-wise is as good as Tatum. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Tatum has, like, he's, like, kind of developed into a more of a playmaker, like, passing the ball. Jalen turns yeah. the ball over, like, a decent amount. But he is nice. Like, I, I definitely think the Celtics should, should keep them together. Like, they're just too talented. Oh, like, it's both over six, seven wings. Yeah, because at the end of the day, even if you're not going to win a title, like, you're going to be competitive for the next few years with them there. And I think at the end of the day, I can see, like, I could see one of them definitely leaving. I don't see both of them leaving. I see one of them ended up staying, you know what I mean? And being like, this is my team now. And yeah, I unless, kinda... unless they can trade Jalen for someone like Donovan Mitchell, like someone better than Jalen, that's the only deal I'd consider for dealing Jalen. Yeah. Dude, the the deal that I think Ainge killed us with is not getting Miles Turner last offseason. Or the interesting. Off- I, I think the only Ainge mistake was not signing Terry Rozier and signing Kemba. That was a that that was kind of a rough look, especially because Terry kind of kicked it in that next gear once he went down to Charlotte. Yeah, I was listening to a, a podcast with Tatum. He went on JJ Reddick's podcast, and he was saying. Rozier is like one of the most talented players he's ever seen in like an open gym. Yeah, he also like, has like yeah. that. He also has that like the attitude that you talk about. Like he like he's not going to be buddy buddy with like the other team. One thing I will say about Rozier, if he stayed and Kemba didn't, I think that you still wouldn't have like. It's not like that would have been the the next step. I don't know. I I think. Robert Williams is is kind of he's kind of emerged this year, which is great. But like yeah. I don't know, they need a th- they need like a third true star, and I think at the end of the day they're gonna have to give up one of one either Robert Williams. They're gonna have to give up somebody to get like my hot take team. is actually that Rob Williams is gonna transcend Jalen Brown. 
Uh, like thinking about like last playoff series, he was averaging like six blocks a game, just like absolutely absurd. And he he's like he's grown offensively. He's already he's like developed a ton defensively. Where he's at this point, like he could be like in the conversation for defensive player of the year. How old is he? Because he's a little older, isn't he? Like he's not like young, young. I think he's like twenty five. Okay. I mean, he he's he's had like injuries almost every year, but so far, knock on wood, he's he stayed healthy. Yeah, I I don't, oh I just cracked my neck. Yeah, I don't know. I I the NBA is t- kind of tough to judge. I I don't think the I, the Nets. I don't know. I I think it's funny because people are acting like like Harden was the problem, but I really don't think Harden was the problem. I think it was KD and Kyrie. They're both just the worst. Like I used to, I like KD as like a player, but he's just one of the most insufferable people on the planet. Even like his Twitter, he's like such a crybaby, and I fucking hate it. Because it's like, dude, at the end of the day, the thing that bothers me about, and I'm not saying like professional athletes shouldn't be able to be people. You know what I mean? I get it, but at the end of the day, dude, you're bitching, and your job is what other people like would dream of doing. Like, yeah, dude, like Russell Westbrook, like, oh, it's it's crazy, people fucking what they say to my family, I don't want them to come to games, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, dude, you got fucking these people who are ground that like, ah, I want to think of how I was thinking of wording about this earlier because I don't want to sound like I'm like saying like people, like athletes shouldn't have a voice, but I'm saying like at the end of the day, they definitely worked hard to get to where they're at. That No one's saying that, but they worked hard when they were kids and other people were having fun and now they get to have fun as an adult and play for their job is a sport. So, like, immediately, the second someone bitches, like, a professional athlete about, like, oh, like, the fans, like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, bro, your job, you get paid by the fans. They should be able to fucking do, like, that's your job, bro. Like, you know what I mean? That's part of the job. I Like, I don't feel bad for athletes who, like, I feel bad when, like, fans take it over that next level. You know what I mean? But, like, simple, like, heckling and shit like that. Like, oh, like, people fucking talking shit, like, like blah, blah, blah. It's like... You're fucking pathetic, dudes. Like, Katie go- making a fake Twitter account to fight, like, people with 13 followers. Like, are you really... I do think that is hilarious. <laughs> it's funny, dude, but it's he's not trying to be funny. He's, like, trying to just, like, no one else is defending KD, so I need to. Like, bro, get over yourself. Like, you're not a fucking victim because people are making fun of you as a basketball player. I'm sorry. When people t- cross that line where they make it, like, personal and shit like that, then whatever, I'll, I, I can I can see that. But when people are fucking talking shit about the way you play and stuff like that, dude, you got to fucking whatever. And KD's also a snake, dude. What do you want me to say? You want the fucking Golden State? Like, what? What? Like, KD's, like, that's the thing that's bothered me the most. You are the villain, bro. You left for a rival that you lost, your team lost to in Game 7 after having a— Didn't they have a 3-1 lead on the Warriors or something like that? Yeah, no, they did. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's tough to win with Westbrook. Like, he, like, it's a, it's a tough style to play with. Like, he, he's a ball-dominant guy who doesn't shoot. But that's not really the point, well. though. That, uh, that's not the point. The, the point is that he fucking, he fucking went to the Warriors, who they lost to, and who were stacked. A real fucking, a real fucking person who didn't want to fucking just, that's why, like, his titles almost don't count. Like, I don't count his titles, bro. Those are fucking, those are bullshit. I mean, it definitely was a snake move, like, for sure. Dude, not, you, that's the thing. And he's upset that people don't like him anymore. You ruined the league for two years, bro. Three years. Whatever it was. You went to the already, be- like, one of the best teams of all time. 
you went the and and you just inserted yourself there. So fucking lame, dude. So lame. Because there was so many other teams he could go to that would have made the league balance, and he chose yeah, not to. So it's like, dude, immediately. And then Kyrie's the other one, dude. Like, it's not even the vaccine and shit. It's just, like, how he's clearly just destroyed. Like, at the end of the day, dude, it's not all these NBA franchises fucking, like, they're not the fucking, they're not all fucking crazy. All right? You know what I mean? First time, whatever. Maybe you just didn't get vibe with the city. It is what it is. The second time, all right, like, maybe you should start questioning it. Like, third time around, dude, like, maybe you got to start looking internally. It's just insane. I think it kind of is the vaccine because, like, if you're James Harden, you have this guy that's not want to like take the vaccine and like play all of his games. Like, how are you gonna buy in? It's kind of like if you have like a coworker who, who was like unwilling to take the vaccine, and then like they had a rule where like, you can't work. It's like, how can I really work with this guy? Like, if he's not showing up for like half the days. Oh, that, but this, that's this my, just not gonna yeah, work. That, that's my point. Like, but I I think at the end of the day, I'm sure that the toxicity in that locker room was past that i'm sure it was just like that they're just probably the worst fucking people to be around i just couldn't imagine like there's not a ton of people that fucking like i don't know man they're both the Kyrie and katie are both like probably the like the two biggest snakes in the league like Kyrie stepping on the fucking celtics logo and shit because he was he was mad the celtics like boot him like oh you're so you're you're so fucking it's so sad Kyrie. Insane. And uh, one of Dom's brain tree boys, like throwing a bottle at him. Yeah, insane. Fucking stupid. Because <laughs> then you make then you make him the victim. If no one did that, then he was the asshole. Yeah, no, I can't. Kyrie was like one of the few guys. Like, I don't really hate many like athletes, but I like I do not like Kyrie at all. Yeah, it's uh. I don't know. That's and that's why it's like tough. Uh, like I, I, I don't know. I, I get into. I like watching NBA like highlights and shit. I stay like up to date, kind of. But like I, I haven't watched. I, I don't watch any sports really. So I'm not gonna just say it's the NBA because like I'll go after every league. Like I, I don't like, like the MLB is fucking insane to me. I know you're not a baseball guy, Krieger, but like deep down, I know it's not the fucking major teams that are fighting for the the revenue sharing and whatever the hell else they are. It's the fucking cheap, petty fucking owners who own these like franchises that don't make a ton of money. Like, I don't care. The the MLB, if they were smart, they'd cut down. They're, they they would cut down to like 20 teams, like cities that actually want baseball teams. Yeah, I think less games would make sense too. I've always been a proponent of less games because you don't need a fucking... Every once, baseball is one of those sports where, like, every once in a while, but, like, it's fucking so dumb for it to be on every day, on every, like, every day for literally 200-something days a year. It's too much. Thinking about this, like, right now, they should just have, like, the minor league teams, like, play at, like, you know, like, Fenway or, like, Yankee Stadium, like, every once in a while. Like, cut down in MLB games, have the minor league teams play at, like, the bigger stadiums, like, to get some, like, you know, ticket sales. Yeah, but the thing is, is like, uh, they'd have to fucking, they'd have to slash the prices of like shit. Like, I, I wouldn't pay. Like, I guess, to be honest with you, it's not much cheaper to go out and, to Worcester and watch at the Paw Sox than it is to go to the Red Sox, I guess. It's not like, it's not like um, uh, the amount that you'd think it would be a drop off. It's like pretty comparable, I guess. Yeah, no, and, like, I feel, I feel like ultimately, like, for me, 
going to a game, like, I don't really care about the talent level in baseball too much. Like, it's more so just going to a baseball game, like, getting the atmosphere. The thing is, in too, the field, like, getting an ice cream, hot dog. Yeah. And that's why, like, the, the Cape League is has always been, I, I've always enjoyed going to those more than even, like, going to, like, major league games. But I think, it, like, if you cut down on major league teams, too, you immediately make every team more talented. Which just makes it more interesting. Some of these teams, dude, have literally no one on your ro- their roster that's even worth talking about. You know what I mean? So it's like right. it's such a waste. It's such a waste. And it it's just those are the teams that are like mucking up the league, and like they're a hundred percent. Those owners are the ones that are fighting for the money because you know it's not John Henry and shit. You don't like that guy makes. He's losing money by have losing games. Like, he's definitely one of those owners that's like, I don't want to walk out. <laughs> like, because why would he, dude? They sell out the fucking, they sell out Fenway every fucking game. Doesn't matter who they're playing. Like, he's, he's got people paying $14 for a hot dog and fucking $22 for a beer. Like, he is making so much money every time that, that they, they have a game there. He doesn't want, it's, it's the guy who owns the fucking Kansas City Royals and shit. Who no one's going to the fucking game during the regular season, or Tampa, who's like threatening to play half their games in Montreal. It's insane, dude. The MLB is the worst, the worst. It and it sucks because it's killing baseball, and it's like to the point like I never want to concede it when Aaron's here, but it's definitely gonna. It's not gonna die out. Baseball will always be around. But it's when just was the gonna, last time a small market team won a World Series? I mean, it happens, but um, it hasn't recently. Let me see. Oh, let's look it up. World stadiums need comfier chairs. That's my contribution to this. A lot of stadiums have nicer. Uh, a lot of stadiums have nicer uh, seats. The Fenway just refuses to make the stadium nicer. So uh, I don't even think Fenway's that bad, to be honest. But oh, it's probably it's the worst stadium I've ever been to. It's definitely grimy. Um. So let's see. I mean, the Nationals aren't a huge market in Washington, but I mean, you could argue the Kansas City Royals won in 2015. Other than that, it's been the Dodgers, Atlanta, Red Sox, Houston, Chicago, Kansas City, San Fran, Red Sox, San Fran, St. Louis, San Fran, New York, Philly, Boston, St. Louis, Chicago, Boston, Florida. Florida and Anaheim, probably 2003, 2002 was the last two, like, and. Uh, Anaheim's not even a small market. Is they just fucking don't care about baseball. Um, Arizona won in two thousand one, and then it was Yankees, 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 Florida. So it doesn't happen often. And like, there's so many teams that it's just like, do you, do we really need a fucking team there? The answer is no. Yeah, I get. It is it is tough because like I love like when a small market team like. Like Milwaukee Bucks, like one last year. It's like this is kind of cool. Like, yeah, really, any any team can when any team can win. Like, it does make the sport better. Dude, I live for shit like that in sports. Like, it's the only thing I really care about in sports is like when an underdog comes out of nowhere. That's why of course, March I want Boston to win. Great. But yeah, I like when if Boston. It's not Boston. I don't want it to be a major city. Yeah, pretty much. But they were complaining about that for the NBA, right? I don't remember the whole thing. I wasn't paying attention, but they were, like, mad that 
yeah certain teams like weren't making it all the way it it's it's more just like there's always going to be like four teams and the thing is with the nba is you know who's going to be there before the season even happens so it's like is it even fucking worth watching until the end it's kind of like basketball games. Only in really general. need to watch the five minutes, anyways. I, I do yeah. really like how they the new setup where they have the plan where the uh, the tenth and nine seeds can like can get in the playoffs. Yeah. So it, yeah. it, it kind of like gives them a chance to be like, all right, let's actually try and make the playoffs and not just tank at the end of the season. Yeah, it keeps. I, I I'm sure a lot of those people will still fucking tank because it's like, yeah. But that's a tough spot because. You're not really getting a great draft pick, anyways, so you might as well try and like just yeah, win one more round because they also have the lottery. So it's like, but I guess you missed the lottery. But I don't know. I think eventually all sports are gonna just fucking become terrible if they just kind of keep going down the path they're going. There's just uh, the only the the NHL has potential of growing, but I just don't think it's going to catch on nationally like ever. I think it's starting to catch on re- like in sp- specific markets, like even in like expand Nashville more, and Dallas but... and stuff. Yeah. It, it's, ex- it has room because it has room to expand, but I think it's definitely going to hit its fucking peak kind of sooner than like, it's not going to ever be the NFL. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like football will always it, be. It just has that disadvantage of it being like a cold weather game. So like, it's going to be tough to get, like, you know, Brazil, South America, Africa. Yeah, it it's definitely more of a niche thing. Oh, uh, predictions, Krieger. Do you think, what do you, what do you, right now, what are your feelings of the Celtics if the season ended today? What, how are you feeling about them in the playoffs? Uh, the East is really tough, but. I, I mean, I think they have as good as a chance as anyone to make it out. Um, I think Philly's the best team, and I, I do think Philly wins the championship. But all it takes is an NBA injury or even, like, a hard-in hamstring pull. And I, all of a sudden, like, the East is just – it's open to anyone. The Heat – Heat's heat, – heat's, oh, Heat – oh, I can't speak. Miami Heat, uh, they're pretty good this year. They're the first seed. But if you compare them to the bubble team when they beat the Celtics – I think the Celtics are a lot better. Rob Williams is playing. Uh, no Kemba. He was a huge defensive liability. Um, Smart's playing really well. So I, I think Boston can, can compete with Miami. And then uh, Milwaukee's not as good as last year. So the, the East is open, uh, minus Philly, really. And Embiid is, is prone to get injured. Yeah, and... Harden is someone that needs to prove to me that he's gonna he's gonna battle through it. You know what I mean? Because he's someone I definitely don't necessarily have a ton of faith in. Because some of those Rockets teams were stacked, bro, and he just fucking got bounced early. Yeah, no, I mean it was tough competing with the Warriors, but he he, he had some pretty poor playoff performances for sure. I mean, his way of playing basketball is kind of brutal, too. Like, he's so reliant on the foul call. It's kind of like... Yeah, I think with him, like, it is pretty tough to watch when, like, it's just him. I think with him, it's going to be a little bit better because they're just going to run pick and roll all game. And, like, usually that's pretty entertaining. Like, 
Because you, you you pretty much have to double Embiid. He's just too good offensively. And then Philly has pretty good shooters. So there's going to be a really good offense. And then it's really tough to score on 7-3, like 300-pound Embiid on defense. That's why, that's why I think he should be MVP over Jokic, just because his defense is, in my view, significantly better. Yeah. And Jokic is fucking a snake. I, I love the Joker. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like him too. That's, it's great to see a, a lump of potatoes just doing well. Yeah, Yugoslavia repping. <laughs> yeah, Eastern Bloc, baby. I love the fucking, uh, his brothers on the court side. They're fucking... They look like they just came out back from war. Oh my god. Anyways, uh, what else do we want to fucking talk about here? Krieger, what's on your magical list of stuff? Uh, well, after graduating college, like I've been thinking about like what I actually like to do, like hobbies wise. So I'm just kind of like curious, like what are your guys' views on hobbies, and like what are your main hobbies? What a Obvious. out there question. question. We have never been asked that. Yeah, Kruger, look at you coming prepared, dude. That's the thing, dude. Some of our guests just come in on here. They don't, they, they've never even listened before. They didn't know what the format is. You're coming in here with questions, asking us stuff. That's so nice. Um, Poke up, do you want to go first? You, have, you probably have hobbies, Jasmine. Yeah, I'm the, so, I mean. Speaking I, of I, hobbies, I I'm going to grab a beer. I'll be right back. Yeah. I just finished mine. Um. <laughs> I so I've that's always played guitar, so that was kind of my hobby, and that's a t- an hour. If you want to get good, you spend an hour, two hours on it a day, and then now I can just kind of pick it up and play whenever I want. And then this is a second hobby, and then um, I I manage um, a a singer songwriter from Boston and that that's uh that's my third hobby. A singer songwriter from Boston, who are they? Do you wanna plug them on our stuff so people can listen? Yeah, uh her name's Tori Silver. I don't know if I've really plugged her yet. But it sounds um, like a porn. Yeah it does sound it sounds a little porno, but no Sorry. she's really great. She's more of that uh indie she's like an indie rock um vibe just uh easy going indie rock i i call uh, she's perfect uh brewery music we've gotten her a couple good brewery gigs so when she's out i'll let you know and when we come down to youcoop we'll we'll let you know yeah absolutely definitely because uh there's some cool places in connecticut like even small places that i've been doing like one of the places i've been doing stand-up is um like a musical venue too, and they except it's like blues, that kind of stuff is the big thing. But it's kind of like a cool vibe, and you can tell that he's had some like really cool people there, and it's like a nice small venue. Yeah, they County. have they have the hidden gems in Connecticut. In the I don't know about that, but the, you, it's it's all garbage. But there's some like people have to make something nice. They still live there. Yeah, that's true. Do you perform live at all? 
Um, I haven't in a long, not two years, four years maybe. Four years, haven't performed live in four years, I'd say. Maybe it was the start of 2019, yeah. Do you want to get back into it, or is it like just something you prefer to do, like like by yourself or like with friends? Oh, if I had the time, yeah. It, um, it. I gotta. I have too high of standards for performing live, so I have to learn to lower my expectations. That's the thing, like when you go to school for it and you get held to such a high standard, you're like, well, I can't do anything if it's not this good. And then it's like hard to get yourself to do something below just to do it and not like care about how good it looks or whatever. So, yeah. yeah, no, That is like a tough mindset to be like, like I'm always like trying to like reach improvement and perfection, but like you have to remember like, it's okay where I'm at now at whatever like level you're at. Yeah. It's like, it's very tough to like come to gra- like grip with that and be like, I want to improve, but like I'm okay now. I, yeah, I feel that way with playing like my, uh, my actual skill is like, you know what? I, I don't need to be Eddie Van Halen. That's fine. I don't, that's, I don't care. But like, when I go to like, you know, make something happen that's in my head and I kind of flub through it, it's like, uh, okay, I need to practice and I need to make sure I'm like warmed up and do all that stuff still. So it's an interesting dynamic. Cooper, what are your hobbies lately? You're doing your, you're doing your, uh, open mics. Yeah, man, trying to do that. Um, it's it's tough because it's uh, like some of the venues. It feels like authentic. You know what I mean? It feels like you're going up there and performing, which is nice. Like you go up on it, even if it's like a little platform. Like you go up there, and it, like it helps me get. There's like one place that I've been going on Mondays, and it's just because the guy who hosts it's been like like is someone who's like established and shit like that. So I kind of like. But I I think low key it's kind of fucking with me because like it's kind of a like a, a a small venue, it's kind of, the way it's set up is kind of tough because it's like people are right on top of you. And to be honest with you, it's been like for the most part hit or miss with the crowd. So I don't know if I'm gonna go there. But the thing is, with gas prices, it's tough to kind of like explore because a lot yeah. of the the other mics are kind of south of Hartford and Newport. There's not a ton on the north side of Hartford. So I've been trying to go to those when I can, but um, I don't know. I'm gonna start spreading myself out a little bit too. I went to this really cool place um up in Springfield, and that's where I, or Westfield, I think it is. And but I mean, it's like right next to Springfield. And um, I like posted that's like the video that's up on our YouTube and shit like that. Um, like there's some really cool venues that are just like a little bit further. So I might start going out more just to kind of like explore because i i don't know i i want to get myself out there because like it's it's a tough spot because i want to get established with people because i want to get to know people like there's some really interesting people there's just people to learn from and you also like I, like i i feel like if i'm ever going to want to have shows like i need to kind of connect with these people you know what i mean so it's like it's tough because i want to explore and like that way it, it 
like for me, I've had a really hard time doing the same material multiple times because a lot of the venues, if there isn't a lot of other people there, like you're kind of performing for the comics. And it's like if they've heard you do it before, it's going to be way less funny. But like, I don't know, I I need to get over that. So I've been kind of like take, I like the first month, like probably it's been less than two months I've doing it. Probably the first two or three weeks, I kind of really was just going out there to try to get myself on stage and like go up there and be calm. And I'm like already noticing that it's um like me going up there. Like I'm a lot more like settled. You know what I mean? It, it like really helped. Honestly, the show where people came out, shout out to the people who are still listening and came out to the show that I did with Nick Giusulo. Um, and others, I don't know who, like Alex Gambaba or something. I can't remember his last name, but, uh, he, he's a really, like, there was a ton of funny people and it was great to perform in front of people I knew cause I was a little more comfortable. I thought it would be the opposite where like, I'd be nervous, but at the end of the day, like I kind of thought of it as like, I've never gotten on stage and performed for these people, but like at the end of the day, like me telling jokes and shit and like trying to keep people engaged when we're smoking weed up on the third floor after a party is like kind of the same thing. Do you know what I mean? I just had a look at it like that. And I, I kind of ever since then have been a lot more comfortable on stage, which has been nice. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of like the big thing I've been really doing just because I don't know. I really kind of, I've, I've been saying for fucking years that I'm going to do it and I'm finally doing it. And that's kind of good for me. And I, I'm kind of just like, it's been tough to put myself out there. Even like someone just commented on the set, like some kid from high school. And he's like, oh, good to see the Sturgis people doing what they're doing, like doing their thing. Like to me, that was like a hard thing to get over. It's like putting myself out there. So, pe- and like I, I, the podcast helped. That's another one of my hobbies. Granted, a lot of my hobbies are centered around this. Uh, I do like golfing and shit like that, but I just don't have the money to go golfing, which sucks. Like it's 60 bucks to go golfing, even if it's a bad course, on top of the fact getting up there. And it's like, I don't have that. Do you, uh, do you like write before you? I've started to write before. I, um, so I'm starting to figure out how my brain works with the jokes, which is nice. So I'm getting like a premise down and then I kind of do like bullet points down of like the stuff I want to work on. And then from there I put in like bubbles in my notes of like, Oh, I want to put like a quip here and stuff like that. And so what I'm going to start doing is like seeing what premises work. And then once the premises work, I'm going to start building like bigger jokes onto it. Cause I don't know. I'm trying to find my like voice on up, up on stage. It's kind of tough. I'm like just now starting to kind of give some room for like, uh, like pause, let the laughs catch up with you kind of thing. Like I need to do like, sometimes I run either too hot or I'm too like kind of secluded. Like where like I'm not either I'm not either being vocal enough or I'm coming in too hot and then I need to kind of pull it back. I don't know. It's tough. It it's really kind of it's interesting to like it's interesting to try to. I don't know. It's fucking. I don't know how to word it. It's it's it, at the end of the day, it's fucking. It's hard to the thing that that's hard to get around is what you're doing, in the sense that it's like I'm at a fucking dive bar performing for like twenty five people like trying to be authentic and that's kind of hard like to be like self-aware and also like try to be funny because at the end of the day you still got to do it like every like no comedians ever stepped up and like been able to fucking just succeed like they've had to do what i'm doing now so it's kind of like tough to get that like past that step i don't know it's weird i i've never because i've never done stuff on stage before like i've done like choir when everybody in fourth grade did choir and band and shit you know like i never did band 
but like recorder recitals and stupid shit. Like that's the only time I've ever been on stage. I've never ever really been on stage like eyes on me. You know what I mean? So that's like been something tough for me. It's weird. I don't know. Because I like spewing my opinions, but I normally like keeping it to people I know. So even like doing the podcast, like some people view it as like, oh, like that's fucking lame that he's putting himself out there. But I look at it as like I normally wouldn't put myself out there. So it's I don't know. It's weird. Um, but those are like those. Those are probably two of the things I, I've ranted for way too long. I don't want to, to wanted to do that, but it, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm really uh, like it's it's kind of fun to do. Like I don't know. I it took a lot for me to kind of get up and do it. You know what I mean? And now that I'm doing it, I'm like it, I feel like super motivated. I don't know. Like it's weird. Like I haven't been this excited about like an activity in a long time. Yeah, I think you kind of like need like that purpose. Yeah, like it, just, it makes the day so much better. Yeah, dude. Because at the end of the day, I have like the notepad by me right now. I was writing jokes before I came on. Like, I, I, like at the end of the day, like I don't know. I'm gonna kind of ride that train until I know it's done. You know what I mean? It's it, it, it like I'm at at the end of the day. The the weird thing with comedy is like I'm pretty much the youngest person. Like even people who are around my age, I like talking. I'm like talking to them, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm like 28." like 29 like dude i'm 25 you know what i mean if like if i'm looking at it as like if i can kind of get that jump like a lot of these people are divorced and shit already like that's who's putting themselves out there so it's like if i can kind of like get myself out there now and kind of grow like i'm i don't know like it's one of those things that it's like it's not too late for me to do like i can never be a professional athlete or anything you know what i mean i miss that opportunity to do that like, I don't want to be someone who's, when I'm, like, 35 and divorced or some shit, to be like, oh, I'm finally going to go out and try stand-up comedy. Because you're not going to be able to truly pursue it. Like, right now, I have a great job where I can kind of focus on shit after work. I get, I'm get i getting paid for what I'm doing, and then I'm done at 5.30, and then I get to do whatever I want. So I write some jokes, I eat dinner, like, and then I leave. And then I'm gone from, like, 7 to, to, to like, 11, like, 3. I, I, I performed five days last week out of 7. Which oh, was that's, which? Oh, wow, yeah, that's insane. That's, that's... Yeah, and and like even the like that's not even like show, like even going to open mics, man. Like it's 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 weird. It's weird because like it's hard to view that as like practice, but that's like me practicing for like the opportunity that I like uh, like that could come up. You know what I mean? It's it's weird, uh, but I, I'm enjoying doing it. Like it's 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 definitely something that I didn't expect to not be discouraged from immediately because I normally am discouraged from shit immediately. But you should definitely let us know, like, like what the audience know, like when when you're performing, like, in like Boston or something, or even like like nearby. Oh, bigger yeah, I mean, I mean, absolutely. I'll definitely, I I'll definitely try to do stuff like that. Um. Because even if, like, I, I, I'm i planning on going, like, into Boston for an open mic at some point, like, this summer, where, like, I have a set of, like, five minutes that I know is good, and I want to just go in there and, like, fucking just, like, do it. And then, like, I don't know. And then, like, it's, because, like, if I can go in there and hang the one night I do it, then it's, like, all right. Like, if I move back to Boston again, like, I'm going to be able to, like, kind of, like, take that step up and try to, like, get involved here. Like, it's it's definitely, like, I don't know, it's definitely, the the thing that definitely probably got me over that hump is, like, being somewhere where I don't know people. Like, where, like, 
everybody in the crowd's a stranger, so it's kind of easier to, to, to like disassociate from it. Like I wouldn't be able to like even in Lowell, like I wouldn't have been able to go to an open mic at a bar in Lowell for like the off chance that like the first time I do an open mic and I bomb because like I bombed at open mics and it feels bad. Like like I haven't like at the end of the day, even when I bomb, I normally get like one or two like lines in there that people laugh at. You know what I mean? But like there was like one like it's it's weird because sometimes you go up there, man, and it's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> it's like to you just like this is not like I'm not fucking with it. It's it's weird. I'm trying to like I'm trying to like get find myself like how to get to a similar headspace like each time. I kind of view it like as like golf, dude. You know what I mean? I've not like right. You like, everyone kind of, bombed in comedy, right? Like yeah, I mean, dude. At the end of the day, like it's 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 gonna it's gonna happen. It's just because like sometimes it's like anything in life, dude. Sometimes the vibes are just not there. And that sounds like mad hippie and like weird of me to say, but like, that's kind of how it is. Like sometimes you're just not going to vibe with a certain crowd, certain people, certain space. You might be off that day and you're not like coming at the end of the day, you're like performing for strangers and they know nothing about you. And you got to like immediately kind of make them laugh. So it's like you, if you're not a fucking cartoon character, it's kind of like you got to quickly relate with those people. And that's the kind of like something I find interesting, but, um, yeah, that's enough about my hobby. Uh, Krieger, what, 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 have, what has your hobbies been lately? So this past spring slash summer, I got really into what a lot of people would call like a backyard game. But there's actually a, a decent competitive scene around the area. And uh, it's a spike ball. So, Damn. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, there's, like, there's an app. And I just like, I got really into it just like playing with like, uh, brothers at Sigo or some of my friends and uh I really got into it at my brother's bachelor party that was supposed to be in Vegas but due to COVID uh we moved it to a lake house in New Hampshire and uh one day like someone brought the set and I got like really into it that day um so this past summer like I was looking for people to play with and I downloaded the Spikeball app and, uh, like, I met some really cool people, like, living in Cambridge and Nashua. So, almost, like, every day after work, uh, if it was nice out, like, I'd go play with them. And just being outside, and the game's, like, really easy on your body. But you still get, like, a really good uh, workout, like, cardio-wise. And, like, you're also, like, diving. You're, like, using different muscles uh, with your legs. Um, yes, yeah, so my yeah, and I, I got, like, decently good at it. Um, there is, a com- like, a pretty big competitive scene, but it's one of those things where I don't know if I really want to get, like, I don't really know if I want to push myself to get that good because it's it almost becomes to a point where, like, you're not using athleticism. You're just using, like, kind of, like, it's kind of like in Madden where you, like, learn, like, the cheats of the game. Like, it's kind of like that where, you know, players get good, but it becomes not fun anymore. Not so like. Sweaty. Yeah, no, that that's kind of what it is, and I just kind of like playing for like the the fun out of it, and like I really like getting sunlight. Like I just, I'm never I like I'm at my happiest like after I'm done playing, and like I got a good workout in. I've been in the sun. I usually play barefoot too. I've heard um, grounding's pretty good for you, like keeping your feet to the grass. Um, but maybe that's why my good for you. Animals. I've never done. Not really. Oh, Cooper, come yeah, on. Yeah, no, because if you think about it, I have flat feet, bro. It hurts when I wear. I don't wear shoes. 
Like, I just think about, like, humans for existence. Like, they've been walking around and, like, barefoot on grass for most of their lives. So, I think there's, like, some benefits to it. I I don't know if you're I'm sure there is. I'm not joking when I say maybe that's why I'm unstable. (laughs) I just never – I never do that. I I, Because it's like – I have, like, a weird thing. I just never do that. Shoes are kind of bad for your feet. I'm sure they are. But – they're Shamrock comfy. shakes are bad for my health. I'll still suck one yeah. back soon. <laughs> Fuck. Love have you, guys, have you guys had the uh, the McFlurry one? Yeah, I had. I haven't had a Shamrock shake yet. I had the McFlurry. Yeah. I like came back from like an open mic one night at like midnight, and I was like, I want a McFlurry really bad, <laughs> and I got one. Mad good though. Yeah. Mad good. Really good. It's arguably better than the shake. Because the shake's dope the first sip, and then the middle kind of sucks, and then you get down to the end, you're like, damn, that was dope. <laughs> like, the middle always never is as good as you think it's going to be. But uh, getting back to your grounding, Krieger, so, uh, like, how many nights a week were you playing? You'd say, like, five nights a week? Yeah, probably five five days a week. Like, usually, you know, on the weekend or most days after work. And it, it is it's kind of nice because, like, I sit down. Like, I have an office job where I'm, like, looking at a screen for most of the day and sitting down. I try to do some standing desk, but I usually end up sitting. But uh, this winter's been kind of tough because, like, I can't play. And, like, I just think New, New England winters, like, kind of, like, just suck. Like, just it being cold all the time. Like, for someone who likes being out For sure. Like, there's 100%. A correlation with just being up, being able to go out in the sun and enjoying outdoor activities year round, and your well being. There's a hundred percent a correlation. So, I yeah, agree. no, and even like with COVID, like I'm pretty sure like the number one factor of COVID deaths were uh, was vitamin D deficiency. So it was like it's it's tough, and it's kind of like one of the reasons why COVID's so bad in the winter. I think is just like people's immune system is just aren't is not good enough, and like combined with you know more people being indoors. Yeah, I fucking I hate the winter. I like I every time it snows, I'm like I hope it is the fucking last time. And the best part of it is one of these times it will be the last time. Yeah, my strategy next winter is to like I'm I'm going to like save my vacation time and just use it all like in like January and February. Like it just kind of, they're kind of like just tough months. That's like a lot of people take off December, I guess. December's just a fucking between that and the holidays like honestly i'm thinking about well i gotta take a few off for like weddings and stuff like that and then like if brooklyn and i don't go on a trip then i'm gonna that i'm just gonna use them all and like take all december off and just like have be out for december yeah for me like december is not too bad because like my work's like it's it's kind of like a slow period at my work and like you also get like christmas was like i don't like i i like hanging out with my family so it's not like the worst oh, month. Oh, look at you, Krieger. <laughs> Cooper, I love your stories about like your family get-togethers. Like, oh, dude, it, <laughs> it, like at the end of the day, I always love going to them because it's comedy. But like, it's just fucking so stressful sometimes. Like it's like the like I I was trying to tell a joke the other day. Like the fact that I I was at my buddy's house and they bought like tiramisu, and I w- wanted to have a piece so bad for like. 45 minutes but i held back until someone else commented on it because 
my mom would literally talk about on the way home. Like, could you believe that that person did this, like, small, minor thing with food or something like that at a party? And that would be the topic of conversation the whole ride home. So I thought that's what everybody did. And everybody was just insane and, like, overanalyzed everybody's fucking behavior every all the time. And it's low-key made me insane. And I guess it's not normal. So, like, <laughs> like... Going to those family parties, bro, you're on edge. Like, the Gavin family Christmas is not a fucking joke. You'd think it would, like, you'd, th- like, if, if you were, like, from the outside perspective, you're like, oh, this is, this seems pretty normal. But then, like, you listen to the conversation sometimes and you're just like, can't believe I'm here. <laughs> just insane. No, it's, it's, it's interesting your own perspective on, like, your family. Because when I was younger, like, I thought my family was, like, by far the most dysfunctional family. In in oh. my town, or like in, in, even just ever, like I didn't think there was any more. Like there could be any more dysfunction. Oh, I know there can be. You know what I mean. But like, the thing with every family is every family's got their own like, like little. There's like the dynamics, dude. Like where like this brother can't get along with this brother, and that sister hates this like brother. And it's like it's just like, it's like, bro, how the fuck do you guys have the time for this? My mom has to talk to my aunt, her sister, in like two years, literally two calendar years. Couldn't tell you about what. <laughs> like, like, dude, it's insane. These people are fucking crazy. And it's funny, but like, because like at the end of the day, dude, my thing is, is like, if you have a fucking problem with someone, then just like solve it or just kind of do your own thing. Like they like purposely are like, I'm not going to be the first one to break the, the spell of not talking to each other. So like you guys are going to die and just be like bitter over what? Nothing. Insane, but again, everybody else. Some, 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 some families, uh, people's uncles sell crack and stuff. You know what I mean? It could be worse, but definitely worth the fucking entertainment. But, uh, Joe, what are your hobbies there, fucking beard boy? I'd get out of it. Um, yeah, you didn't get out of it. <laughs> Towards like this winter, um, like I just recently took on management position at our axe throwing bar. So that's kind of been taking up a lot of my time on top of like regular money. work. Yeah, I I personally owe you one. Um, that's fine. So I've been I've been doing that. I've also just been like throwing axes, throwing knives, and stuff. Like not actually like as a hobby, but like that's what takes up a lot of my time when I'm actually managing there. Um, you know, becoming an ultimate warrior. For sure. <laughs> I'm pretty fucking good at this point, dude. I'm the best knife thrower there. Anyways. Uh, I go, like, in the winter, like, I do this every winter, where, like, I go on a big gym spree, where I'm, like, for some reason, like, in the winter, I just, like, I think it's because I don't have to worry about, like, packing on the pounds as much, so I can, like, eat and build muscle and stuff like that, and then, like, I can't really do that in the spring, because, like, I, I'll just get fat, you know what I mean? See, I yeah. I don't have a cut, don't have a cut body. <laughs> See, I'm a procrastinator, so every spring, I'm like, oh, this is the time for me to go in the gym, and then I get in shape or in better shape by the end of the summer and then I get disheartened by fall and then it's like I completely See, I'm the yeah, I'm the opposite because like I just well, get see, so Joe, hungry you... whenever I go to the gym, so it's like I need to eat and it's just the worst. But See, Joe, you do it the right way. You you're ready for summer. I'm ready for winter <laughs> to put myself No, but I, I always fall back at the beginning of spring. I always underestimate how fast I'll pack it on. But yeah, other than that, that I've been trying to go trying to go out more. Because I realized over COVID, the two years, 
my personal skills have been definitely decreased. Like I don't know how to act at like a bar with people, like like talking about stuff I don't care about, how to like pretend to care, or just like I don't know, just like see, seeing somebody that like you know and be like, oh hey, what's up, without being annoying about it. So I've been going out more. That's that's my hobby, going out. I can afford it, so it's like I don't want to be that hermit inside of the house all the time and like these people are npcs so it's like doesn't i don't really i'm not it's like cooper going up for the open mic it's like you don't really need to know like you don't it's not the end of the world if you say something stupid not that i'm like some some dude that's not to talk to people it's just like we never really went to bars in college like stuff like that like going out so it's a kind of like a newer not a new experience but like there's some characters out there. It's entertainment. It's entertainment trying to talk to those people. Stuff like that. Hit on girls and all that. So. Yeah, I do so, find like meeting new people and talking to new people like entertaining. Yeah, like, it's just like there's so much. Uh, there's like. Not to sound like stereotypical, but it's like there's so many different like types of people and like they're all kind of funny to me. So I'm not in like a making fun of them type of way, but like, yeah, people are just yeah. It's like I'm not going out and not getting like hammered, so it's not. I don't know. I'm not making a fool of myself. It's because when I was like working at like at the Axe Bar and all that, it was like I was bartender, so that was my position before. So I was kind of always talking to people. And it's just like. It's like a lot, like there's a lot of people that like you'd look on the street and be like, that dude's definitely a freak. And then be like, wow, he's actually like normalish. It's like, he's just doing the same thing everyone else is doing. No, I don't trust it. If you give me freak vibes, then I think you're a freak. But then, yeah, then you get like some people that are like, you, they look normal and they're like, this dude's an absolute freak. <laughs> they're probably saying it about me. So that's why I can kind of, so I don't feel bad saying it. No, that's the thing. I think also, I look like, I got some... Someone the other day said I look like a stand-up comedian, which I, they treated like it was a compliment, but I took it as an insult. <laughs> yeah, it's just... I'm probably going to cut my like, hair soon. It's getting like, I live long. near kind of the bars and stuff, so it's not like I'm not wasting that much money. I'm not, like, I'm not, like, I can say it, but I'm not getting hammered at the bar and, like, risking my life and stuff like that. It's just kind of... That's interesting to put in the podcast this week, Joe. Yeah, no. Joey, have you been into any any bar fights? No, there's like, like honestly, like you'd expect, like, you go into like Plymouth and you'd expect you'd see people like these guys Summer are people, but everyone is like super chill. Like everyone's like f- super friendly down here. See, when it's the town, I don't want to bar fights. The summer is when there's bar fights because like kids yeah. come back from college and shit. You get people like from other towns, like for some reason, like. I don't go out every weekend, but like every now and then you'll see like you like these people are definitely from out of town and it's not like they like uh how do I explain it? Yeah, like you can tell you like try to say it without like putting down Plymouth, but like Plymouth definitely has like a type. And you like see people that are like this is not like they're all staying off to themselves. They're all like kind of like being extra loud, extra like obnoxious to other people. And that's that's usually when the bar fights happen, and I'm not trying to be near that at all. I don't want to be in a bar fight, <laughs> like because like cops station themselves on Main Street, like just waiting for it to happen. 
like that's i'm not gonna be like filmed on some dude's tiktok like oh look at this guy <laughs> my thing is is there's literally nothing that's ever worth it that right, like interact. if someone's like trying to like hit on or like grabbing like your girlfriend or whoever like yeah that's another thing but yeah but like, if it's just like, like you like, bump into like some dude some dude was peeing in the sink at like this bar like peeing in the sink in the bathroom he's like oh we do it all the time in the army and he's like started fighting like a fight about it it's like what do you do like why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> you're so clearly in the wrong and you just want to start a fight that you're gonna pee in the sink like bro like if someone like was got in my face because i confronted them about peeing in the sink i just laugh at them and be like all right you're the dude peeing. Yeah, I don't think you want to start a fight with anyone peeing in the sink. Yeah, that's not normally great. It's like the guy who ripped the door off in the basement. Like, uh, that that time that, uh, so who who said it the other day that they were pissed that it happened, and then you and I were like, yeah, it happened another time. We kind of just let it happen. It happened. I mean, yeah, it happened the first time when. I was, oh, it was Ernst. Ernst said that. Yeah. 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 I was house manager and it happened, and that's like when I was sophomore. So I was like, "Oh, let's fucking get this guy! Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, it is. Why would you rip a door off the wall, dude? Like, what? Yeah. So that's when my hobby just working and winter's kind of boring, so not much. Yeah, the the actual aspect of a bar like it's kind of sweet. Like I. I don't really, really love going to bars and like or clubs because like there's like nothing to do for me. Like I don't I don't really like dancing too much, but like having a bar where you can like actually do like an activity, like yeah, I feel like that just makes it so much better. People you know, like people love it, but have you ever thought too about having like uh like you can like shut down that space even if you don't use it for an axe bar and do like music and stuff in there for sure. You have so much space in there. Yeah, the acoustics are definitely uh not great. I'll say, but no, it's, yeah, it's probably know, mad echoing. You'd have to get if you you could definitely like we're not open Monday Tuesday, so I'm coming up with it. usually we try to get events that day, like corporate events because those guys make the big monies for us. Yeah, but yeah, we could probably do, do you do you guys close at the time you do because of people not being allowed to throw, or do you close at that time just because like that's when you guys want to be done at like eleven? Yeah. Uh, it's part, it's kind of a little bit of both. Like after 10, you get people walking in and they're almost 100% of the time like smashed. And it's like, you're just turning away people and like, it's not worth it. And, but also like employees and stuff, like they don't want to be there all night. Like they didn't sign up to be a, uh, like a bar. It's not like a real bar either. It's like, you know, we just have craft beers and like normal beers and ciders and seltzer, all that stuff. But uh, you could probably keep it open till midnight, and people would probably come. So that's another. That's thing. what I was saying. Like you could definitely like turn it into like an actual bar if you wanted to. Saturday, Friday, Saturday. Like in the summer, dude, when like Good. there's fucking people looking for places to go. Yeah. Just t- hide the axes after fucking ten p.m. Yeah, we do have people come in that just want to drink and stuff, and. Yeah, because it is a cool like, place to just chill, dude. Yeah. It's a nice vibe. And, like, that. it's on, it's free money, but when it's packed, it's, like, we, we don't really have the space for you to just be standing around. And we already have, like, Yeah, what? people standing around. We already have, like, 50 people in there. Like, sorry. Yeah, it's not the vibe, bro. But, um, yeah, I mean, dude, winter is brutal. 
because like at least spring you have more like things to do like you could hike if you want i don't hike you could hike if you want you can golf I want to go back to i also want to golf way more we didn't I play like golf this year I didn't, yeah, I played a ton of golf in 2020. I think I probably played a total of, like, 20-ish rounds in 2020. Probably close to that. And then last year, I didn't, the first round I played was with Gordon. And I I talked mad shit. Not, like, talked mad shit, but I, like, told Gordon I could golf because I can. That was just the first time. I, like, because last time I didn't have the time. But. Yeah, time was tough this last summer. I mean, this year, dude. If like I'm out here and like I, I I can wake up in the morning on Saturday and I'll go fucking golf by myself in the morning and then get back here. I was thinking about working at a golf course this summer. Honestly, taking like a like a like a try to get a like a club uh, a cart um whatever not like a cart guy job but like the fucking guy who takes the bookings and shit whatever it is. Basically, the golf course receptionist. Like I'd do that. Just like work in the pro shop. And then I could golf that'd for free. Be, be yeah, that's a great move. Like, dude, because like, what I could make a couple of hundred, like a couple hundred bucks a weekend. And then I'm hoping, like, dude, I'm hoping I can fucking start booking shows soon for like, because uh, then if I can even make like fucking forty bucks for talking for five minutes or whatever it is, like, I don't know what the like average rate is, but if I can make some money for fucking talking, like, dude, some guy said he did a show. And obviously, this kid's like super established and stuff like that. But he hosted a show and made two hundred fifty bucks. Oh like, yeah! Oh my god! Like I would love to do that yeah, and just tell jokes. Good standard fee two fifty. Dude, like and opener and yeah, and the and the thing is, dude, is like to, if you get like two hundred fifty bucks, dude, and that's my side job. Like, oh, I would love to. Like, and that's obviously like kind of like the top tier. Like, you, if you're making two hundred fifty bucks, you're making good money. But, like, even if I'm making, like, a fucking couple hundred bucks just talking on, on the weekends, like, oh, that would be the that's the dream, dude. S- spending money. Would love it. And then also, we, we've actually, we've we've gained followers on the, pod, the podcast. Like, we've gotten more listens and stuff recently, which is nice. So, we can fucking, I don't know, man. Uh, we're trying to do the stream stuff, too, Krieger. That's the other hobby we've been doing. We're trying to, but Twitch, for whatever reason, hates when people collaborate together and try to make, a, like, a, a team kind of thing because they locked our twitch and don't let us sign into any other accounts because we're signed in on like my xbox um the Prokov's computer and my my computer and that's apparently too many devices so yeah the, the podcast has been great the uh the mini cooped up combos like that, that's my like my walk-in podcast oh thanks I, i've been trying so i've been trying to do one with ryan ryan was supposed to stop by tonight but he went out to dinner with his family he didn't know what time he'd be home Oh, that yeah, that would be a riot. You and Ryan. Yeah, yeah I think Ryan's like one of the funniest. Like, oh, he, he's by far one of the funniest people I, I think I've ever met. He's like one of the true, like, just funniest people. Like he, he's, he's unreal. He's a, and um, the first day that we were supposed to have it, I kind of like shit came up, and then I, I kind of forgot it was the day we were doing it, and then the time passed, and I was like, fuck, I didn't even notice, dude. Sorry. And then he missed the time after that, and then I had to reschedule. And then, I, like I like I said, like last week I performed five nights, and then I was gone all Saturday. So it just we haven't been able to line it up. But we're gonna do that because I, I want to do the quick chats. I just need to find a time to do it. I'll probably end up doing them before, like I go to an open mic, like it, like one of the nights Monday or Tuesday. I'll start recording them again. But 
yeah we're trying to we're trying to do we're trying to get like a ton of content out there you know what i mean just start because at the end of the day like the podcast is great but it's like i would love to be able to grow it a little bit get a little more people listening you know what i mean because at the end of the day it's uh it would be great to see it we're, we're coming up on two years like i said which is great joey's been a part of it from ba- from episode two basically so you've been on it from the whole time ba- and the pro cop viewer came on on what the like the 25th was your first episode 20th it was one of the two it's like crazy how you remember that but yeah i think somewhere in the 20s i remember that pro cop because it was a a dynamic change in the podcast because when you came on we were kind of probably at like the most we could get and we were doing stuff stupidly you know what i mean so like when you came on you gave us just direction and you're actually mellow you know what I mean? You bring a you bring a certain calm here, and you <laughs> came really in like clutch that. editing for for a long time, which is great because we yeah. luckily because, I was furloughed. Yeah, because we didn't know what we were doing, which was great. Because at the end of the day, dude, the thing that I look at it as is like if we can keep the core people who are fucking have been listening with us doing little to no marketing with it, like. And then we can potentially grow it by actually like doing shit, like in trying to like actually grow it for once. I think that would be great. You know what I mean? This potential, dude. And yeah. then all these people who listen, dude, started from the bottom. Started from oh, the so bottom. Now Sabrina's, it's an hour Sabrina's, and thirty-five minutes. So yeah, no, we can. <laughs> I figured that's. I was trying to wrap it up by that I by saying thanks for everybody for listening. Yeah. And then, uh, Krieger, absolute pleasure. I genuinely thought you came on before, so this is great that you fucking got to come on. We got to have you on again soon. We're going to, dude, like I said, we should try to plan out, um, so that's what I think we should do with those streams. We should plan out having, like, three or four people lined up and then try to get people to either call in when people are on or, like, kind of, we, we should have something set instead of just talking and then waiting for people because I agree with Aaron, the gap thing, but I think Aaron just, instead of, trying to work it out, shut it down immediately, which I think is funny, but whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, Cooper, thanks for having me. Um, I'm definitely down to call into any of your streaming segments. Yeah, dude, we'll, we'll try to we'll try to do it. Where, um, so Joe, Aaron, and I are going to go to Ireland, so we're doing an episode over there. We're going to try to find a pub that has like a little bit of quiet room. We're going to try to do that because Aaron has his girl that he's talking to over there. Their classification is, and she does listen to the podcast on occasion. So I didn't want to say anything, but um, uh, she has a group of friends over there, and I guess they're all kind of bad too. So we're gonna try to do an episode of that. We're gonna try to get some shit done, put out, try to expand the brand over there, make, make it a business trip, and then maybe we can write it off and back to the country. Totally rational. But yeah, no, clear. Absolute fucking pleasure, bro. Hey, 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 h